This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 63. What's the deal with Movara? I don't know. I love it. You're wrong. I'm right. I don't know if I said it the right way, though. I absolutely What's love the, deal the way with you said it. Movara? No, I love Did the I way it? that you said it. Yeah, but you we're were looking at my face. No, we're keeping it. That was really we good. We are? Mm-hmm. That was good. What's the deal with Movara? What is the deal with Movara? I loved or it. Or should it be, what is the deal with Movara? No. Move on. It was perfect. Oh, okay. Okay. Thanks. You know, I would tell you if I didn't like anything about it. It was really good. It was better than I thought it would be even. Oh, thank you. You did things I couldn't have done with that, Beck. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> welcome back, you guys. <laughs> Becky has the giggles. No, I don't. I thought I had I to sneeze. I am Becky Proudfit. I feel proud like I need fit. to sneeze. And with me is my sniffly, nose-tickled friend, Becky Higgins, also my (laughs) co-host. I really was going to start this off, and then all of a sudden, my little, there is a little tickle monster in my... There it is. ...at the moment. How's everyone doing? How are you feeling, everybody? We are happy. We're happy. Of course we're happy. Becky wakes up happy. (laughs) If you're at Movara, that's a little inside joke. (laughs) That is only an inside joke for 30 people back. So you're welcome for those 30 people who are dying on the floor laughing. They are. (laughs) Okay, Beck. Yeah. So what the heck is the deal with Movara? Well, I'm excited that we get to share about it because I would think if I were um, somebody who follows one of us on Instagram or both of us or has heard us talk about it or they watched our stories, but we don't expect everybody to see everything or listen to everything. And so if you're seeing it just kind of bits and pieces, you probably are wondering What's the deal with Movara? What is, why is this such a big deal? Why do they keep talking about it? Right. And so this episode is really special because we recorded, what we're about to play for you is a recorded conversation that we had with one of our guests, Brian. Um, And we have an opportunity in that conversation to really dive in and explain what the experience was like, and which is not totally exactly the same as my experience in May. Right. And we get someone else's perspective, including yours, because this was your first time. My perspective is profound, everyone, so buckle the heck up. <laughs> really, though, Movara is such such a cool, a wonderful place, and the experiences I had there were not totally what I expected I was going to have, but so it. much more. Yeah. Anyway, we're very excited to dive into this, but first, let's hear a word from this week's sponsor. Have you ever tried to make your Christmas card and you go to find a picture in your camera roll of your family to add and then you kind of feel bummed that the picture you end up using is just not awesome? Perhaps it feels too late to have a professional picture taken in that moment of just needing to get the cards ordered. And so what do you do? Of course, you use what you have and you secretly wish that your camera roll was filled with way better pictures. Do you guys know what I mean? Uh, Bringing to mind uh, the the photo that we used on a Christmas card of one of our children barfing (laughs) mid-photo is something something that's flashing to my mind. But we seriously can't emphasize this enough. There is a way to take better pictures, pictures you can be proud of, and it can happen right now. It's time to grab your seat in Becky's online course called Photo Tips and Workflow. I'm speaking from personal experience here and saying the difference between my pictures before I took Becky's course and after is profound. Seriously, go scroll back on my Instagram. You'll see. I mean, I just don't want to be dramatic, but you know. You'll see. (laughs) It is profound. We invite you to join Becky and thousands of people who have gone through my online course. Go to classroom.beckyhiggins.com where you can see the full curriculum, watch the video that gives you glimpses of the class, learn more about what to expect, and of course, buy a seat. 
If you're already in the class, we invite you to consider what an awesome gift this, this can be for someone you love, right? You can simply email classroom at beckyhiggins.com and we will help you make that arrangement. Trust me, you will be a gifting hero with this gesture. And guess what? What? Whether you're getting a seat for yourself or someone else, or let's be honest, both, we're offering you 20% off this course with the code Becky 20 at checkout. This offer lasts through December 31st, 2019. So to get this started, I would love to, before we introduce Brian, really paint a picture of where we are and what's going on. Okay. So we're in a room. There we were. So there we were. (laughs) We're in a room and we're at Movara, which you hear us talk about a lot. And we are what is we're in what is called the lecture room. And this is where all of our lectures have taken place. And we have with us an actual live audience. Can I hear from our live audience? Isn't that kind of cool? It really is. We just impromptu made that happen. I think that was your idea. Props to you, Beck. Yes. Air high fives. Okay. So we're here at Bovar, we're in the lecture room, and we've got 13 of the group that was about 30-ish that have mm-hmm. been with us all week that have decided to stick around and, and watch Brian be in the spotlight. So Brian, welcome to Cultivate a Good Life. Thank you very much. Oh, he's so, so let excited. me tell you how this came to be. So Brian is one male in a sea of 29 females who came with us for this Movara experience. So to be a man that can hold his own amongst 29 like pretty strong women is kind of amazing. And I've had some really special time with Brian this week as we've been hiking and the way that he articulates things and the mm-hmm. things he has taught me. All the pressure, Brian. All the yeah, pressure. Thanks for that. Yeah, you're so, welcome. Was just so amazing that Becky and I at the same moment looked at each other and were like, he has to record. No, it was really the same moment Mm -hmm. that we both felt it and then Becky you said it out loud and Brian didn't catch it and he thought that we were talking excitedly about someone else that we were going to ask on the show and Mm -hmm. we're like dude no Brian it's you you." and he's like what (laughs) he agreed wholeheartedly until he found out it was him and then he's like well wait 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 yeah it was a lightning bolt moment and (laughs) yes describe that for us would you (laughs) well you literally were both hit with it at the exact same time and Mm -hmm. you jumped back literally as though the round was struck by lightning so you're saying we're dramatic i didn't say that yeah it's okay it's fine we accept it though i truly thought we were you guys were talking about someone the else. other lecture person yeah. that we were talking about and yeah. yes i missed that yeah um, but it was only briefly well, you know, without we Becky and I, when we get hit with inspiration, especially at the same time, which happens often, often. it's really kind of cool, right? It um, really is. But when we feel inspiration that strong, we don't even question. We don't sit there and discuss. Well, I wonder why we felt that way, or I wonder is that Where really that's coming the, from? Yeah, or, yeah, is that really the right fit? No, we like we knew we, we didn't question, and you were hit with and that invitation. And congratulations! <laughs> now you're a guest on Cultivate a Good Life. You sure are. So. Brian was here with us for a week. We're wrapping up our week at the time of recording. This is obviously coming out later. And so we thought we would um, get on and talk about our collective and individual experiences here at Movara. And Brian really represents also the whole group, right? Because mm-hmm. you weren't hosting. You came and showed up like everybody else. Yeah. And so I think you'll represent well. I'm uniquely qualified to represent 30 plus women. <laughs> <laughs> you sure are. You really are, actually, though. Yeah. And I so, think. per usual, 
Yeah. Should I say that? That was totally. so like per use. Yeah. I like it. It's a little weird. It shows your social relevance and it kind of <laughs> makes me smile. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll speak properly. Do you know what else is interesting though is we were supposed to record this episode last night. So it's Friday night. We've just gone through graduation, kind of the culminating thing of the week. Uh-huh. And we were supposed to record last night. But I had a situation happen at home and kind of like emotionally bottomed out and just needed to like handle some things and go to bed. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm so glad that we didn't record last night because we wouldn't have had this like finishing experience of doing it really truly at the end, Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the week. So it all fell into place. Good way to frame that. Well, it's true. It all fell into place the way it's supposed to. And also, also. (laughs) things are handled and I'm not emotionally bottomed out today. No, you are not. I met with a life coach and I'm great. I know. And that's part, all three of us did, right? So we'll each touch on that a little bit. So let's go here. How about, how about Brian? Why don't you share with everybody why you even chose to come? Is it particularly this week when you knew like a lot of women, a lot of crazy women? You knew what you were getting into. Yeah. No, what, what brought you here? Well, a guy in a sea of 30 plus women, I mean, that's the obvious week to come. <laughs> this is and true. attractive women at that. <laughs> sure are. I needed a week at Movara. I didn't know I did, um, but I did. And my wife urged me to pick this week because of the known level of support uh, that all of the people here would, would have for me and for each other smart move that's pretty awesome and brian you and i connected in may right so um we hosted a live event and your sweet wife carrie came to that event and you both came but she was the attendee at the event um but you and i after the event got into a conversation that was really special it was really cool we ended up chatting quite a bit because you were um sensing some parallels between your life shift and my life shift and you know related to careers and other and stuff. that was the really literally we finished the rise and shine event on friday and then you checked into movara that following sunday like yeah. that was your last work mm-hmm. commitment before she checked in for her first week yeah at movara it was a really really tender place because uh hopefully most of you have listened to the two-part anxiety episodes and if you have it it really helps tie a lot of things together especially with movara um, but the anxiety attack happened on a Saturday. I called Mavar first thing Monday morning. The live event was that week, like you mm-hmm. said. And then I was at Mavar a couple of days later. So where Brian, Brian just happened to catch me and everyone at the live event, I just was in that place, that mm-hmm. transitional place of, holy crap, this happened. And I really just need to make some changes in my life. And also I was being prepared mentally and emotionally to, to check out for a week and, and be investing in myself and I'm sure you felt um not Movara probably at that point but I'm sure you were feeling similarly about man I've just I'm in a weird place man right yeah and it was unbelievable the parallels that you know we we were discussing and instantly it was I, I thought it was remarkable that you and I had been experiencing some of the same things both within the business life and the family life and balancing that. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I had to make changes and I hadn't figured out what that was going to look like quite yet. So when did Movara come into your mind? Doing something for myself had been out there. Mm-hmm. There was really no end point on that. 
Certainly not in May. I love how you articulate that because I think Becky, when she went through that, knew because of our friend Heidi Swap that Movara was where she needed to go. But I think oftentimes in life, we find ourselves in these places of of crisis or, or knowing that we need to do something, but we don't know what that something is, right? Until you're presented with what could be the thing to help you, and then you jump on it, right? And um, when Becky jumped on that, that certainly was such a starting point Mm -hmm. but I love kind of kind of that visual of you know it feels really powerless when you're when you know something needs to change you know you need help but you might not even know what you need help with or or what where to get the help that you need yeah and I love the emphasis on on moving forward when you see like that lifeline whether or not you're sure it's the right one moving forward testing it out and and kind of actively trying to find something that will help you to get out of that place Mm -hmm. because it's not it's typically not you're not going to get all the answers until you start moving I guess is what I'm trying to say right well and Becky and I had talked and it was only really maybe 10 minutes really it It felt it was so like yes I mean it was directly our hearts were like in it I know I feel it right and Carrie was there also and it was just such a profound I really thought it was like an hour It, it for real. Time stopped for Becky. <laughs> it did. Said. It did because I'm telling you, and Brian, I know you can attest to this. I think everybody can. When you when you connect with somebody on a thing that you feel like you're alone in, yeah. it's just... It literally was instantaneous. Yeah. yeah. Like it's so it's so relieving. I don't know how else to say it. It's such a blessing to mm-hmm. connect with somebody who's like, I know, mm-hmm. me too, right? And it's special. The conversation after Carrie and I left was, it was just... How could it be that someone that I've met once previous Mm -hmm. has this exact same stuff going on in their life with the exact same questions on how to get out of Mm -hmm. those situations? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm forever grateful for that. And I'm forever grateful that you and Carrie together made that decision that you would come and join us at Movara. Um, What do you think was when you came to Mavara, you probably had expectations of what it would be or wouldn't be for yourself personally, right? Sure. The experience of the week. Why don't you um, share with us what the experience has been like and how it was different than what you expected? I I tried to come into this with um, fairly open expectations. Awesome. Um, you know, I decided that Mavara was the right place to be based on that initial connection you and I had made in May and then kind of watching how that unfolded for you when you immediately were here and how you've made adjustments based on, yeah, you know, your experiences here. Like way beyond the one week that I was here. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. And so for me, I felt some of the hef- heavy lifting was done. You know, I was That's able... That's a really good way to put it. You know, I... Because of that connection that we made and all of the open dialogue that you've had with the podcast and, and friends, it it gave me a, a sense of comfort and calm that a lot of that searching and decision-making was kind of already taken care of. I think that ties into trust. I think we can all say that. If we trust someone then that does, it makes a choice easier because we're like, but I trust them. And so if they made that decision, then I can see myself going in that direction. Exactly. Yeah. And so for me, I, my expectations were more around, I hope that there's plenty to glean out of this, whether Mm -hmm. it's 
friendships or some fitness. I was looking for tools, mm-hmm. um, but I, I didn't expect what we've received. Mm-hmm. You know, everything from access to a wonderful life coach um, to these great women who are just supporting each other, supporting me, supporting the two of you. Um, it's it's been a remarkable experience. You just got a whole lot of sisters this week, <laughs> a whole true. lot of new sisters, yeah. and a little shout out to Stephanie, who is a life coach here at Movara at the time that we're here, and Becky mm-hmm. and Brian and I all saw her. And none of us need to deep dive into our individual because that's obviously very personal. But I just want to say that. Well, I'll be honest. I won't deep dive with specifics, but I'll totally tell you what yeah. what I got out of the life coaching session I had. Because you and I Stephanie. haven't even talked about it. I know we haven't. I can't even wait. Um, without getting into too specifics, not because I don't want to share, but because it's not what this episode is about. Yeah. Um, Coming into Movara, I, like Brian, was trying to have very little expectations. And you know we've talked a lot before. I try really, really hard to not tie my worth or success or failure on quantifiable data. So I wanted to make sure, for sure, I wasn't just thinking about numbers or inches or weight loss. Or I wanted wanted to look at it um, in the way Movara presents it, which is, you know, whole wholeness and, and being whole. Um and I made the appointment with a life coach, to be honest, because I felt like being someone who's hosting a week, I probably should experience like mm. all that Movara has to offer. And yeah, um, I highly encouraged it with you yeah. before we came and with everybody, yeah. honestly, because of my experience with her and May. I'm like, just give it one hour just yeah. to see what she can offer. And yeah. I had an appointment earlier this week and Becky and I ended up flip-flopping appointments Thanks. just schedule wise Becky had a greater need that day (laughs) I had a meltdown yes and then I was able to meet with her that day and then I was so grateful and then I delayed mine until today which is interesting because I was literally thinking on the hike this morning like I don't even know what I'm gonna say to her like Mm. I don't feel like I'm in crisis in any area of my life and so when I went in to talk to her I had felt some things, like I said last night, bubbling to the surface. But when I went in to talk to her, I was surprised at how she was able to, like, just ask the right questions Mm -hmm. to get me to see maybe sticky areas of my life. And Mm -hmm. I feel like in that hour, we were able to accomplish so much. And my perspective just shifted a little bit on some really pretty major things in my life. And I'm so excited. In fact, I've decided I'm working with, with Stephanie like at like leaving here, like I'm going to continue yes, to work she with offers her that. as a life coach I love that. Um, via Skype. And so I'm really excited to continue in that work with her, but it was really, it was really meaningful. And it was mm-hmm. things that I didn't even realize mm. were sticky spots until she kind of talked me through it a little bit. Totally. You know I mean? And Brian, your experience with Stephanie, I love the way you described it. Cause again, it doesn't, you don't, you're not sharing anything too personal, but remember how you described it to me about how that went for you? The, yeah, the cracking part. Oh, the yeah, cracking part. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> you know, because I had never seen her before. You know, there's that initial dance where it's like, okay, we're going to get to know you, and I'm going to get to know you, and tell me about your family, and you know, what are some of the things that are in your life, and then all of a sudden, I felt like I got you know like whacked with a pillow. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, now I'm on the right track, mm-hmm. and then we did a little exercise about. A, a particular issue I was uh, wanting to discuss, and it literally felt like she just was like stuck her thumb into an egg and pried it open, and it was just like, 
Oh, wow. That's the spot. There it is. There, there it, is. it is. Very yeah. much like in Stretch where they put the lacrosse ball oh. behind your shoulder blades. And you like, yep, that's the spot. That was that Stretch class today. They showed us how to use um, a tennis ball. A, t- a tennis or a ball or a lacrosse ball mm-hmm. to like break up the, the fascia. Is that what it's mm-hmm. called? Yep. Um, yeah, there were some Break really cool all, sounds coming out of BH. She was really, whew, she was, was in some serious That was a very groany moment for me. Yeah. She was not alone. Yeah. <laughs> Brian was nearby. That so for Brian, me was the class I was most successful in the I, whole time. Were, I rocked that so hard. <laughs> I felt really proud you of myself. You rocked everything. Both of you did. You. Both of you do. It's been such a, such a joy to watch each other succeed yeah. and overcome hurdles. And, you know, as a group, as a collective group, we've all been talking about what's meant most to us this week. And I think almost everybody has mentioned connections, mm-hmm. the camaraderie, all of these things um, and the experience that was shared. Yeah. So yes. most people came by themselves. I want to emphasize that, yeah. including you, Brian. You came by yourself. Um, we had a few people come with a friend, or um, but really a lot of people, most people that come to Movar in general come by themselves, and um, you get to experience that camaraderie, whether or not you want it, right? Correct. So how about this? Will you describe... <laughs> that was a pretty hefty correct, Brian. Yes. We're getting right some, in there. We're getting we some stares him. from the studio audience here. <laughs> we did. We smothered him. He's oh, like, we for the sure love, did. just leave me alone, ladies. We just love him. Will you describe for people um, from your vantage point? I've already talked about Movar and my week here um, already, like enough. But from your vantage point, when you go home and you're just having lunch with a buddy, for example, how do you even describe what this is and why you did it? Now that you've done it, that's the hardest question. I ever. know, I and you, you should see him flustering. Yeah. Like I pity you. This he, is a tough one. I, I mean, and our live audience audibly. Would They're you all agree laughing at me. That this is so hard. Yeah. Okay, they're all nodding and saying yes. It's we've all identified that this is like one of the hardest things to describe, mm-hmm. right? Well, well I, I agree totally. I think for me, the place to start if I'm going to have this discussion with, say, one of my guy friends is, dude, mm-hmm. I spent a week at a fitness resort with thirty plus women. <laughs> Good place to so start. So you you True. have to lead with that as a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. So beyond that, it gets it starts to get really tough, right? Because I don't think that, you know, Mavara is just wrapped up into fitness resort. Yeah, um, I agree. Because while that is a, a key component of what we're doing, Lord knows we all have Woo. got the sore muscles, potentially blisters <laughs> to, to prove it. That's not, that's not probably the biggest thing that almost anybody gets out of this stay. Right. And so then where do you go from that? How do you describe what it is? How about, how do you describe what we do? What do we do here at Movara? What is this? Yeah, I, I think that's hard. I, I think that it's really a, a total person approach. Mm-hmm. Um, it's clearly dealing with total body, but it extends much further because we're also dealing with, you know, emotional items or, you know, life choices, you know, work decisions, uh, relationships, building relationships, even if you've not been great at it. Mm-hmm. There's been plenty of times when any number of us have been on the trail and just had to kind of go, hey, so where are you from? Mm. Yeah. And get it started. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. It really takes you outside of your comfort zone. And we were chatting in one of our meetups about why it's so difficult to say what Movar is. Because I think if you... Are if you hear fitness resort, I think immediately, if we're all being honest, you probably think fat camp, 
right like <laughs> i've heard that right yeah. like that that's kind that. of the that's kind of the <laughs> totally. the thing that comes to mind when you hear fitness resort it's just a fancy way of saying that but um it's really hard and it was hard for me and and i want to hear your guys thoughts on this it was hard for me leaving my family and even my friends um having them ask me like what it was and why i was going to it um because and we kind of talked about this as a group and we got down to that we think it's really hard to talk about because in order to really talk about why you're going to Movara, you have to kind of come to terms with and maybe vocalize that you have some sticky spots that you need to work through, which by the way, we all have. This Heck should not yes. be an embarrassing thing to admit, right? but it really is kind of staring something in the face that's uncomfortable, which is there are areas I need to improve on or there, for me, um, I think it was a lot, I do a lot of work in the present, a lot of, um, you know, with you, we, we, we learn from the best people about how to progress in your life and to be fearless and to be authentic. But for me, where my sticky spots lie are really making sure that things, things from the past are healed properly and that they're not continuing to be like pushed down and then bubble up in areas of my life. And, and so admitting that is kind of part of explaining, right? What Movara is. is and why we're here, but we all have those things. We, we sure should, do. we should be less, less scared to do that because we all have those things and I'm hoping I'm going to make a really big effort when I go home to to be very clear about that and and to talk about those past hurts maybe not even specifically but just that they exist and that Movara helped me to to face them head on Movara really is like the two by four slap in the face you need to like (laughs) face the the reality of your life yeah and your physicality and your ideology and just just be confronted with it. So one thing that we did to go along with what you're saying that, that Becky and I added to the Movara experience and why we wanted to host a week is we were really conscientious and, um, and very intentional about having a meetup with our group every night. And part of what was important to us is that openness and that vulnerability. Nobody was forced to say stuff, nothing like that, but it was a very open forum, right? And there was a lot of really um, very special sharing. And um, that vulnerability and that open-heartedness, as we've all learned, even as simple as conversations on the hike, I think everyone can agree that that was one of the most special parts of even being here is that um, that vulnerability. And I'm sure you've had some conversations, Brian, on hikes. I know you and Becky had some good conversations, the three of us did, um, that you'll, you'll remember and you'll take with you Absolutely. because of people's willingness to be open so that's just kind of a Mm -hmm. life lesson that everyone takes away from this kind of experience um do you guys feel like we gained an education here i feel like i started an education Ooh, i like Mm. that see do you see why you're on the podcast when you hear brian speak you're like dang brian okay so that was good one of my favorite moments is we're hiking with Brian. This is this was actually the only time that th- the, the three, three of us. Hiked, yeah. yeah, yeah. I got Brian every day. Yeah, you sure did. <laughs> oh, you lucky little. And I'm getting him tomorrow too. <laughs> I think we're all hiking together tomorrow. Guess what, Beck? You we don't are. know this. I put you in the uh, the advanced group tomorrow. You're welcome. I maybe I'm gonna stick with Brian and Kim. Okay, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how it goes. Okay, so here's one of my favorite moments. But, but wait, what? There's more. I'm on that hike. Yeah, but the advanced are you hike- in the advanced group? But I think there's only two hikes tomorrow is what he's saying. It's going to be fine. Guess It'll what? All work out. So it's our group and we're, we're inviting you. You're welcome. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> we'll see how, we'll see what Sharon says about this in the morning. Okay. 
She's not she, coming. Is she? Oh no, she, I think we keep sharing out of this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I support Brian in that. <laughs> okay, here's here's the story I want to share. We're walking, and Becky and I got pulled into a meeting actually during a lecture that we unfortunately missed, but the meeting was great, and so it was like it was just a trade off, and it was fine. Um, but we were like, Brian, fill us in, tell us all about this lecture, right? And the lecture was with a man named James, who is brilliant right because we got to hear um, another lecture from him but then we asked him and invited him to just share what he learned right isn't that the best way to retain knowledge as you actually verbalize it and share it and i was excited to do that because it it was a great talk yes and so he shared some highlights and then do you remember i asked you to get real specific i like really wanted you to be my life coach in that moment so what did I ask you? Do you remember? You can be really specific. How can, I, how can I change this one habit of mine? And the habit was how do I you know, change immediately waking, grabbing my phone and starting to scroll? Right. And not scrolling mindless like on Instagram, no, no, no. But, but checking my email and checking my DMs and going to my camera roll. I do the, like these intentional hits with my phone and it's a bad habit that I've been wanting to change. And so because I know that Brian went to this lecture that, you know, gave him this knowledge from James and I asked him to share it with me. You then shared like the little light bulb moment that I'm keeping with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. Well, he had an example that I was just kind of filling in the blanks for you. Replace the phone on your nightstand with your gratitude journal. And the cue when you wake up is there it is sitting there. I do my journal. And once I'm done with my journal, I move on to the rest of my morning. Okay, can you talk about what a cue is and also yeah, the habit like loop. what yeah, will you talk about the habit loop? Just touch on wow. what you learned about Wasn't that. Wasn't really prepared for that. <laughs> Pop quiz. <laughs> yeah, so this this gentleman, James Garrett, he's super smart, has some really great information to share. He is a pretty handsome guy, we'll say. Also, that. also I don't I think right. we'll do this. Ladies, bet. is he handsome? Yeah. yeah <laughs> also I, he he is coming on the podcast. Also we're gonna awesome. get him on the show. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so he went into what you can do in forty five minutes, a a fairly deep dive into a really sophisticated subject and brought it down to a level that all of us can relate to in a very funny way. But talked about how that loop involves the cue and the you know that actual bad part of the habit, and that the brain likes those easy paths, and so those habits are easy to make bad or good. It, you know, it's right? It easier. can go either way. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. the brain wants those short paths between the cue for a certain activity and resolution of that. And it was, it was fascinating. You know what's interesting to me about that is how things can become habits that really are just like mindless activities. Do you know what I mean? We're not oh, intentionally yeah. setting out or intentionally making a bad decision. We're just like defaulting to like whatever's convenient or whatever we've always done. But those things, as we're unintentionally just going about and kind of succumbing to those things, like you were saying, they become those those pathways those they become the path of least resistance that our brain automatically wants to default to and the cool thing about learning stuff like this and like you said brian like starting your education is in in this environment of movar where we're hiking every morning we're in lectures we're in afternoon um, workouts right in the gym on the court 
meals in between, like no downtime until the evening, none. <laughs> like none, none for real none. Um, it's, it's such a cool place to be learning these types of things like habits, because we're already in that mindset of working so hard. We're, we're all on this path of self-improvement and progression, and that's what we want. And so I love that that is built into this program. It's very, very intentional. And I love that if we can, when we take this information that we're learning and then reshare it, isn't that the most helpful thing to retain what we Absolutely. learn? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I think that's why Becky and I find so much growth in the podcast work because we're resharing things that we're already feeling and learning. And I love that. So what would you say, Brian, are some of the most um, uh, impactful takeaways that you are going to take from this experience? Some of the just first things that kind of come to mind. I I think the first thing that comes to mind is being vulnerable and open to other people um, is it's hard I think that it's a requirement to be a human being. Mm. I've never really had that spot, you know, that position in my head. But we're made to socialize with humans. And when you come into a big group of strangers, which is what we all did for the most part, and we're able to make connections and spend time learning family stories and work situations and health issues and we've all got our stuff oh yeah and we're able to do it here in an environment where nobody was judging nobody was rolling their eyes they also had a story to tell and listening seemed to be as easy as speaking Mm. and and i (laughs) i just don't find you are so articulate brian (laughs) you are you're so no that's a good way to put that that's that's what it is. I think that's my number one. That's your number one. That takeaway. is really your number one. I wow. love that. Wow, that's really cool. Um, yeah. What about from a fitness, wellness, physical standpoint? What do you feel like is kind of your favorite takeaway that you want to really work on implementing? I think I think that my favorite spot is I can do this. I have done it before. I clearly have not been doing it for a while but I can still do it. Mm-hmm. And we did it over and over and over again. Yes, we sure did. To the point Ooh. of exhaustion, mm-hmm. to the point of sore feet and hands mm-hmm. and backs. And sore everything, everything, every last bit. Sore earlobes, <laughs> right? I know. <laughs> you know, so the, the physical piece was great for me. It, you know, I wanted this to be a sort of reset across the board mm. uh, and be both physical and kind of find things that you're searching for, whatever that is. And I think, I think a lot of people had that opportunity. Mm-hmm. I, one of the things I love about Movara is um, I really hate diets, right? Mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I know this is going to be shocking. I really don't respond well to restrictions and rest- <laughs> everyone's Weird. laughing. That's a little it's, shocking. It's almost as if you guys know me, but um, I love how going out of Movara, I, the biggest takeaway is it's not like I they were telling us, do this, do that, do this, do that. There's not one right way to work out. There's not one right way of eating, right? That all these things are customizable to your needs and what actually works in your life. And that was really empowering because I feel like the control went back to me with what I want for my life and making my activity level and the foods that I eat and the things I prepare you know, fit that goal. 
but it really it, it doesn't matter what everyone else is doing there's not one right way or, or any wrong ways really it's just things that bring you close to your goal and things that take you away from your goal it, yeah. it was almost like a bait and switch mm-hmm. you know you come mm-hmm. in thinking they're going to be on me yeah they're going to be forcing me to do this and this they're going to give me the secret sauce and yet they turned it around and we were all very willing to do all of the things that yeah. they were asking of me you know i came into this as a 20-year business owner without having a boss for 20 years other than hundreds of customers. Mm-hmm. And I've been told I don't take direction well. So that that gave me a little pause that somebody was going to be on top of me mm. dealing with you know this kind of stuff. But I also reflected back to a lot of the things you've said about Movara and your encouragement of this group to just Roll with it and say yes. Be all in. And so yeah. I that's partly why I came with almost no expectations because I was going to participate and do whatever there was to be done. That's the best way to show up to Mavara. Completely open-minded. That's the best way to show open-hearted. up in life. Forget mm. about Movara. Yeah. That is really how we need to be showing up in our life because – When you step through the doors, when you make an investment of time and money and you step through the doors, like, I feel like you automatically have to be open because you've, like, set aside time and money. Like, of course, I'm going to be, like, all in and put put so much into this. But not everyone can come to Movara. Right. And having that open-heartedness is something you can have in your everyday. You don't need to walk through the doors of Movara to have that. And when we leave Movara, we should still have that. Do you know what I mean? That's Dude. how that's how we connect. That's how we move yeah. forward. That's and how we learn new things and and break out of our patterns. And I think a nice piece of what we've gotten here is some tools and the reminder that we can in fact go home and continue the path that we've started. Mm-hmm. And my life um, this year, since May to current, has been a a tremendous, uh, I wish I had a good analogy. This would be a good time to have a good analogy. Um, it's been so much tremendous growth and, and you know that back, of course, like, of course. And Brian, you even know that because of my sharing every, everyone here who follows me on social media probably knows that, Mm -hmm. but that's because of what you just said. It's because that's how I'm showing up in my life more than I've ever showed up in my life before is with open heartedness and open mindedness because I spent a lot of time being stuck without knowing it. I wanted to hold on so tight with white knuckles to the way things were because I thought that's the way it was supposed to be. Or it's what people expected of you. Or what I perceived mm-hmm. that was expected of me. Right. All Which, of the above, yeah. right? Right. Exactly. Right. And that letting go, like literally I'm letting go of the grip I just demonstrated. And I have felt such a sense of freedom just showing up in my life mm-hmm. like that. I'm telling you guys, and Becky, I'm so glad you said that. It's We're talking about Movara because we're here and we're all so grateful for the experience we have here. But... Movara or not, that is the way that we need to show up in life. Beck, how about you? Biggest takeaways that you're feeling, I'm putting you on the spot, obviously, um, but what are some of the biggest takeaways that Brian's like, what about me? He's like, you've been... <laughs> I've been on the spot the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> you really have been. You're welcome, Brian. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Okay, what's what's top of mind for either biggest takeaways or what you're most excited to implement when you go home? Anything mm. really that's top of mind. So I am really so proud of what we accomplished, Mm -hmm. not just individually, but together as a group, Um, because 
there have been different people along the way on the hikes when I needed encouragement. Different people were able to encourage me, and I was able to encourage different people. What these hikes, like, you know, we're hikers, Beck. You and I are hikers. We hike. We love it love so it. much. So not prepared for the hikes. Oh, my gosh. Like, these, these are hikes with a capital H. Yeah, I realize <laughs> we're, we're, hiking, we're hiking anthills, and these are mountains. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Legit so mountains. And, and being able, in fact, my group will attest to every time we got to a summit, I wanted, like, a picture of me looking down into, like, how far we came. Yeah. Because I always want to remember, like, how – how far we climbed and when we got tired we'd turn around and be like look how far we've come already we can make it to the top and um it was just another reminder to me that even though I'm a person who really is intentional about not putting limits on myself and I'm really aware of that um even coming into Movara though I realized I had put limits on myself that like tomorrow apparently Brian and I are hiking in the advanced group sure are it's it, going to be great. And it's going to be honest, great. It gives me a little pause. Right? Brian and I have had a lot of dialogue today about like, okay, what are we going to do? Like, what hike are we going to go on? Because we're going on a hike tomorrow that's pretty technical. Like, there's ropes and things involved. That's there hasn't great. been any ropes involved yet. No. And so Brian and I have been like discussing all day like, okay, what are we actually going to do? Like, what's going to happen? What are we going to do? Well, and, I think we've done a good job of kind of counteracting the negative voices on the hike. Yes. Mm. That's for sure. Because some of the negative voices were starting to come out. They were swearing at me. Yes. Straight up cursing yes. at me. Really. I think I heard that <laughs> yeah. maybe once. They were, they were, and, and it's, and it's hard. It's really hard. And some of the lies that like our bodies were telling us was, I kid you not, you guys, you're going to laugh at me. There were some times like my heart was beating so fast on some of these hikes that I was like, no, I'm going to like have a heart attack like i'm gonna i'm gonna oh, hurt I'm, myself i'm quite certain that brian That's a had real similar feeling, right? right yeah totally understand he actually has like legit yeah maybe thoughts of that yeah there were a <laughs> lot of times where i really wasn't sure that we were making the right decision continuing <laughs> <laughs> to be clear and we've said this a lot but i just want to be clear for anyone yeah. listening Mavara is so good about accommodating every single skill mm-hmm. level. They had a guest once who literally came to Mavara because she did not walk without a cane, couldn't get out of bed without a cane. Yeah. And her goal that week had nothing to do with weight loss or this or that. It was to walk without a cane, mm-hmm. and she was successful. Yeah. Literally, they accommodate every every single there's, there's skill There's got to be five or six different hikes that go out on some mm-hmm. of these days Every day. and, yeah. and it's all yeah. based on skill level or perceived skill level because mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that perceived mm-hmm. skill level you know the nice thing about that day one hike is they pretty much tell you where you are mm-hmm. and then you have the opportunity to move up or take an easier day we took an easier day yesterday um, yeah, by, and it turned out not as easy. It turned as out we not as easy as we thought. To <laughs> be honest, awesome. we've, we've been doing so intermediate plus mm-hmm. four mile hikes, and yesterday yeah, we did a supposed to be easy eight point two mile hike. It was awesome. They, again, the bait and switch. Yeah, it's easier, <laughs> but it's twice as far. We were right. booking it. We were yeah. booking it. Yeah, I gotta say, so I'm great. proud that we. Made it all the way down and back. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, I didn't realize that that was less common. It is not very common in the us. time frame. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love it. We've just been able to conquer things that I would have never sought out to do on my own. Mm-hmm. I would have never had the confidence to – I push hard and I push boundaries, but I would have never pushed that far. 
I'm going to put you um, on the spot, Brian, with a question that you might have to think about. And if you have to think about it too long, we can always like, you know, trim out the silence. Who's your favorite Becky? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Teasing, teasing, Brian. Don't answer. Ready, set, go. Ready, set, go. There's going to be some silence. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So um, midway through the week, Becky and I had an opportunity to share a lecture, for lack of a better term, because we're in the lecture hall, um, with everybody. And we titled it, Live the Story You Want to Tell. And we talked all about what we love to live and breathe, right? This message of helping people understand what that means. And we deep dived. And I called you out at one point, as well as several other people. And I said, Brian... I want you to write this story of how you're feeling right now about um, this really big landmark moment in your life in terms of, you know, moving forward with the transition in your business and moving on and so on and so forth. When you think about living the story you want to tell, do you have a story in mind off the top of your head that you do want to tell, whether it's a story you tell Carrie when you get home from Mavara or whether it's a story you want to tell um, someone in 5, 10, 20 years? Well, the beauty of a, of a story that you're writing yourself is, is that it's an ever-evolving story. So there will be components of that that are when I get home and talk to Carrie mm-hmm. in 5 years, in 10 years. I think for me, the piece that has made some of what I've just done by closing up a business that I've been doing for 20 years. Uh, instead of just saying that, you know, there's an, it's time for another chapter, I've really become more okay with this particular book is done and it's time for me to start a new book. Hmm. And the That's n- interesting because we normally talk about like, Turning the page. Turning the page, a chapter. And I, yeah, explain that more. What do you mean by, what do you mean by that? So maybe it's a trilogy. Mm. You know, maybe it's a series. I think that, I think that for me to make a more profound change in my life, moving from one book to another makes more sense for me. Mm. Rather than just saying, we're going to change the story in the middle and the readers go, wait, what just happened? Hmm. Did they get a new writer? You know, the mm-hmm. subject matter, I thought this was a murder mystery, and now it's, you know, a rom-com. I mean, what's going yeah. on? Hmm. And so for me, that's just kind of been my way of being able to categorize how this event has been in my life. That's so cool, especially because in a trilogy, you really need to read the first book before you read the second. Exactly. And so mm-hmm. every experience in your life that's led up to the next book is pivotal. Like you, you have to have all of that. It's it's laying the groundwork for the next stuff in your life, the next book. Exactly. I love that. So, what is um, what is one of the stories that you want to tell? Is there one specific that kind of comes to mind, or Beck, if you have one, and put putting both of you on? You're welcome. What about yeah, you, Becky? What's the story you want? I'm right like, <laughs> well, shoot, give me a second. I think that there's a lot in the story that I'm finishing speaking to the roles that a small business owner has and it extends far beyond just I've got to get a customer to buy my stuff so that I can pay my guys to go put in the stuff Um, I spent equal time as counselor dad uncle brother financial guy life planner for these employees Mm -hmm. and 
there was a great deal of that that was very rewarding. And there was a fair amount of that that became pretty arduous. And you take the arduous times because there's so much personal gain, for me anyway, mm. when you're able to help people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And in the end, I was really just selling time. I was selling my people's time to my customers. And there's a lot of relationships there, too. And how you manage those relationships, how you cater to the needs of those customers, how you handle disappointed customers, it uh, there's a lot of life lessons there. And oh, yeah. we all go through events in our life that create these opportunities that you get this experience and it's and it's most valuable when you share it Mm. so i think i think that that's probably the key component out of all 20 years that i did that is for me the impact on people Mm. i love that so much thank you did you think of something back so Hmm? Because I was going to say, because we're nearly going to be wrapping up. So you have an opportunity to. I think one thing that um, has been very top of mind for me with the story that I want to tell is I have been really um, figuring out how to frame this transition in my family with me going back to work. And um, the story that I want to tell about that and the story that I believe is true is is that it is the right thing for me to do and for my family. And I'm looking forward to understanding better how to incorporate that into kind of my heart as my family's rallied around me and been amazing, but ridding myself of some guilt I have about, um, about going back to work. And so that's kind of something I'm in the middle right now of working through. I love that also. How about you? Interestingly, we you both brought up something that does connect to work in some way. And, and that's actually the one that I'll share. Cause I, I have a story that I want to tell in every area of my life, but I'm going to, I'm going to make mine work related, okay. which really I don't separate things in my life. Mm-hmm. It's a part of who I am, but I'd like to be able to one day tell the story about how I navigated my way through a really challenging um, soul searching. Becky knows that I'm fighting it so hard to not like. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm not. I'm not going to be emotional. How I navigated my way through a really um, difficult and challenging and cleansing and purifying, beautiful um, transitional phase into something that this is a story I want to tell, which is I don't know. There are things that I know I am supposed to accomplish in terms of affecting, positively having an impact on people's lives that blesses them through the work that I do, whatever that looks like. Mm. And I am open-hearted and open-minded and trying to stay out of my own way, which Becky and I talk about a lot. And I don't know exactly all the details of that, but I think about it a lot and, um, And that is the story I want to tell is that I've done it graciously and with love, 
not fear, right? That's big. Mm -hmm. Um, And with so much gratitude and in a way that hopefully leaves an imprint on other people so that they can live the story that they want to tell. Mm. And that would be a part of my legacy. I want to tell that story that my legacy blesses other people and their ability to preserve and share their legacy. And so all three of us, all three of us, all it's focused around the people that we want to Mm -hmm. bring positivity to. Yep. Go figure. Man. Brian, Brian. we love you. We love you. Girls, do we love Brian? (laughs) (laughs) What a stud. Well, as we wrap up, Brian, why don't you, do you have any words of advice for someone who is not sure if something like this is a good fit for them? Is there anything that you would um, say that you haven't already? I would say give it a shot. There are wonderful people here. It will do nothing but help you. And it's worth every penny and every minute. I have one closing Amen thought, Amen to that. What's up, Beck? That one of the greatest things, kind of piggybacking off what Brian said, um, the tagline of Movara, the movement before motivation, that you're not going to feel motivated and you're not going to know what the right thing is to do until you start moving. Sometimes you have to take this step in the dark to know which direction you're supposed to go. It's so perfect. true. Yeah, that is the perfect way. That is really a message of Mavara that has really reached all of our hearts for sure. Brian, thank you so much for being willing to let us completely bombard you with that moment of inspiration. Willing? <laughs> yeah. Willing. Okay, yes. yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, willing. I mean, you didn't we'll, have a we'll choice. Go willing. It's the story yes. she wants to tell Brian. Yes. <laughs> I'm starting to see how that develops. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. Well, we really appreciate you so, so much. And friends, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for carving out the time to listen and for joining us in this continued conversation about cultivating a good life. Nothing we have said is more important than the specific things that you have felt that are personal for you. We invite you to write down those promptings that you feel and most importantly, act on them. We love you. We're cheering you on and we look forward to being with you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye. right yeah. it's not so scary it was a little scary Aww. but it was fun it was more are, fun are we scary no <laughs> guys i have so many emails okay stop why are you out. looking at your phone she does this she does this hey I'll, it's I'll, time to do something okay then let me just go ahead and multitask really quick and just has anyone else noticed something? that higgins is getting a little snappy with me i don't wake up happy i don't know what's happening <laughs> we are still going to talk about that also how I said she sometimes doesn't wake up happy. I wake up happy every morning. Legit. When we're in hotels, she'll say to me, I, I can't talk. I need, like, I need like 20 minutes. I can't. But that has nothing to do with waking up unhappy. That has to do with don't talk to me. She's really Still. on this. I don't understand what the problem is. You wake up so happy, it blinds my eyes. <laughs> Brian, mediate. Stop. She's a TV picture. Stop. You stop. 
We gotta look like we're you fighting. Stop. She's taking a picture. Oh, but do don't it. you agree that she started it? Just so I'm not <laughs> getting in that. I've been married just under thirty years. You should know better. I'm not going there. He's like, I am a genius. There's yes, no way. Clearly. Oh my gosh. Clearly. They're like, you guys are the best. Like this is. They are. Don't you think they, they tell that to everybody? No. <laughs> All I'm saying is, based off of what I saw, the guests who weren't us, who were wonderful. I mean, Ish. we weren't we weren't like singing along <laughs> quietly. We were doing a full-on musical number every time. 